Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So you start Brian Johnson, and the plan is to ham and egg it from there, to try to beat the hottest team in the entire American League at their place to knock them out of first in the AL Central if you do it. You convince a skeptical baseball populace that maybe, maybe there's a flicker of hope for a little bit of magic these last nine weeks of the season. You're facing all-star hero Shane Bieber. You're four and twelve in your last sixteen. You get out of Cleveland with a convincing five to one win. So confetti's in the air, celebratory horns are honking. The best eighteen hours of Red Sox baseball in a real long time gets us to this edition. Of Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Two wins in those 18 hours, and they're back up to five games over 500. They're heading home to face bottom-dwelling Baltimore. The Yankees just beat the Orioles for the 16th consecutive time this season. The Red Sox, by the way, are around 500 against the Orioles, but let's not go there. Josh Lewin with you. We will keep it very positive on this edition of Sox Daily right after a thrilling, unlikely Tuesday night win where they needed a home run from their ninth-place hitter and a save from the most maligned Red Sox pitcher in years. They four-hit the Indians Wednesday afternoon, using seven pitchers to do it. Boston originally planned to start the righty Nathan Evaldi back into the rotation, we were told, but they were forced to use Evaldi for a couple outs in the eighth in that Tuesday win. So Johnson, the lefty, who had spent most of the year on the IL, 7.32 ERA, he gets a start. Evaldi was slated to throw 55 pitches in this, what would have been a start, with the expectation he's going right back into the rotation, kind of for good, maybe. But anyway, the Sox have experimented with Evaldi in the bullpen since mid-July. Whatever happens with him, I'm just so glad they got a win on Wednesday. The Red Sox will be facing Shane Bieber, who was coming off a win against the Twins, 6-1 and one with a 2.4 ERA in his last eight starts. Bieber wasn't bad, but the Red Sox, with no one of the seven pitchers getting more than eight outs by themselves, they buried the Indians. They they take two out of three in the series. If only Tampa Bay would slow the hell down. If only the Sox were in the National League this year. We'd be talking about a win that put them right at the cusp of a spot at the table come October. But uh, as you may know, they are not in the National League. And sadly, the Rays have been insanely good since just before the trade deadline. Boston's offense Wednesday was pretty much the left side of the infield. There was a home run from Devers and a pair from Bogarts that accounted for all five of the runs. The only Cleveland run coming on a bottom of the third wild pitch. Let's talk Rafi Devers because nobody in baseball has as many balls hit 95 miles an hour or better. 194 of those bad boys now. Next is DJ LeMahieu with 178. Mookie is at 177. He's actually third. Never would have guessed that. For Devers, it is an MVP caliber season. 
not going to win it, but check this. I mean, he's got a batting average at second. He's second in runs, first in doubles, first in runs batted in, first in extra base hits. And you, you can look at the improved defense and, and a whole lot of things here. But Devers is not going to win because of Mike Trout, who is the beginning and end to every MVP conversation. He's got the uh, the very historic wins above replacement numbers already. Seven and a half wins he's been good for already. Devers at 3.8, which is 11th in the American League and about a half of what Trout has put up. But with the, the thought that he's not going to actually win hardware, for a guy who had 24 games in, no home runs and three RBIs at that point, Take a look at La Carita right now. 327 batting average. He just had a streak of eight hits and eight at-bats, including the 6-for-6 six six Tuesday night. Pedroia, you might remember, had an 11-for-11 11 11 three years ago. The all-time record is 12-for-12 12 12 by the Red Sox' Pinky Higgins. We all remember Pinky Higgins, right? No? Uh, if you're young and you don't know this, and look, it's not like I'm 100, but I'll let you in on this. So he was a player manager, general manager, and honestly, not a great human being. If you want to know about why it took so long for the Red Sox to integrate their team in the 40s and 50s, I know Tom Yawkey rightly gets a lot of the blame for that. But Google Pinky Higgins sometime, and you'll see that old man Yawkey had some company. But anyway, back to fun stuff. I mean, I don't know how we got on the subject of Pinky Higgins. Let's talk about Devers and Bogarts, because with those two, and throw in J.D. Martinez, the Sox now have three of the top 20 in the major leagues in OPS. Mookie Betts is not on that list, but you got J.D. and the left side of the infield here. Uh, all of those guys that we just mentioned with uh, J.D. and Mookie and Rafi, they're between 13 and 18 on the list. So it's kind of like they're the Pac-12. No one in the AP Top 10, but a lot of teams right at the outside of it. Devers, Martinez, and Bogarts are Oregon, Washington, and Utah. Devers with the, uh, the first of the three home runs Wednesday. And, and how's this, by the way? 22 years old through 122 games, 20 home runs or more, 40 doubles or more, added up to 70 extra base hits because he's got triples mixed in there too. Uh, that list of people who have checked all those boxes, being 22 years old, it's a two-person list. It's Devers this year. A-Rod is a Mariner in 1996. That's the kind of year that Rafi Devers is having. And I think we need to start paying attention to this. After the game, Rafael Devers speaking to the guys in the booth. Well, the Red Sox win it 5-1, to one, and Rafi Devers is with us. He's been on fire, and uh, joining us is the very versatile Will Fleming. Uh, he's bilingual, of course. Will? Thank you, Joe. We will do what we always do with Rafi. We thank him for joining us. We're going to translate his answers from Spanish into English. We're going to congratulate him first on a series win and a, a day that uh, the Red Sox have not had enough of these. An easy ball game, and they win a series. Want to get his feelings on that. Rafi, felicitaciones en la victoria. Un, un juego bien fácil en una temporada que no, no ha tenido bastante de esos. ¿Cómo siente ganar la serie? Sí, tú sabes, nos sentimos contentos por esta serie. Vamos a seguir así el, hasta el martes que comienza la otra serie en casa. He said that the team is very pleased with the way today went. They, they are happy that they won the series, and they know that on Friday they start another one. Of course, Baltimore comes into town, and they look to do the same thing again. Now eight hits in a row for Rafi, and almost the ninth that took a tremendous play to, to prevent him from that streak. Ask him about that now, Rafi. Ocho hits en seguido y, y muy, muy cerca un novena, una jugada grande de, de pararte de eso. ¿Cómo, cómo estás sintiendo al, al bateo? No, tú sabes, me siento bien, gracias a Dios. Todo me siento muy cómodo en home play. 
y nada, seguir trabajando para seguir sintiéndome así y lo mejor de todo que estamos, estoy tratando de, a, estamos jugando tremenda pelota, que las cosas no nos están saliendo bien, pero no estamos jugando buena pelota. He said uh, he thought he might have had that ninth hit, but he's feeling very comfortable at the plate. Thanks to God, he has uh, been able to work hard, stay comfortable and stick to the plan and that that's basically the idea for the rest of the season. Push forward, keep looking good at the plate and uh, Keep getting big hits. Uh, now I want to talk to Rafi before we let him go and get out of town about the combination of Xander and Rafi because that in the lineup has just been spectacular. And today we saw it play out in two different ways, consecutive home runs, and then later in the game, they walked Evers in a one-run game, and it led to the big three-run blast for Bogarts. Uh, Rafi, una combinación bien fuerte entre tú y, y Xander en, en la tercera. Uh, home runs en, en seguido y entonces más tarde en, en la séptima después de, del walk Sander pega el, el home run uh, ¿Cómo siente tenerle después de ti en la alineación? No, tú sabes, siempre me ha, me ha gustado batear así de, 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 ahí en esa posición vamos a decir que cuando voy a batear me siento confortable si llego a base puedo anotar me puedo, sé que he sido un doble me puede empujar igual que JD y nada, le, que estamos tratando de hacer lo mejor que podamos en el home He said he's always been comfortable in that spot. He gets great pitches to hit with Xander behind him. And whether or not he is able to double or, or if they indeed walk him, he feels very good about Xander and even JD behind him. One last thing for Rafi, just about sort of the, the idea that Alex Cora's message has not changed throughout the year and what that means to him because he always seems to have messages of positivity and confidence about these hitters. Uh, Rafi, sabemos que tienes una gran relación con Alex Cora. Su mensaje en esta temporada ha mantenido muy uh, siguiente. No, nunca ha cambiado. ¿Cómo te hace sentir esa confianza permanente? No, tú sabes que eso es lo importante de, ten, de aquí del béisbol, la confianza y eso es lo más que me han dado aquí, que juego día a día, gracias a Dios. Y tú sabes que hay veces que uno se siente... Eh, que no puede salir a jugar y eso son cosas que nos motivan aquí mismo los mismos compañeros los mismos coaches y eso es lo bueno de este equipo. He said the best thing about this team is that uh, they have maintained their confidence throughout and the things that Alex has said to him even after he's not been able to perform and come through have kept this team going forward and very confident and uh, they they look to continue that the rest of the year. Rafi, thank you so much. We appreciate the time, Rafi. Gracias y felicitaciones. Thank you. Gracias mil, Rafi. <laughs> so Rafael Devers on pace for 94 extra base hits. The record for a player in his age 22 season is Joe DiMaggio with 96. Devers has a shot. He could have a better season than Joe DiMaggio from a power standpoint. And did we mention Rafi's hitting a DiMaggio like 327? Now, Devers might strike out a little more. In fact, about 12 times more than Joe DiMaggio. And whereas Joe D was known for an amazing stoicism when things went poorly, Devers becomes an episode of Cops when he happens to even foul one off. But this is some kind of season this kid has put together. And Bogarts, the two home runs Wednesday, giving him a career 27, a career high 27 for the year. His OPS is now 947. That is up from 830 from last year, 746 the year before. When he won a World Series ring in 2013 as a rookie, that OPS was around 680. So this guy is getting better and better and better, and he's still only 26. So you put the two guys together, you've got 50 home runs in the left side of the, the Red Sox infield now. The team record is 58 in 98. If you smash together Nomar Garcia-Para 
in John Valentin. So you've got Devers and Bogarts running kind of a, a two-man weave for the RBI lead. It's 94 for Devers, 92 for Bogarts. And oh, by the way, there were also doubles in the Wednesday game for Benintendi and Betts. Betts has 31 doubles, Benny now with 36. So offense is there, at least with most of these Red Sox hitters. We didn't even get a chance to talk J.D. Martinez today because he didn't do much. It was all about Devers and Bogarts. And now, Alex Cora, an infielder himself back in the day, he can appreciate not only the artistry of those two hitters, he can appreciate how it was all cobbled together. This was not how it was drawn up at all, but a seven-person pitching staff getting it done. Here is AC. We, we talk about it, and uh, this, if this is the way we have to do it, we'll do it this way. Uh, I mean, the schedule hasn't been uh, good for us for three quarters of the season, and now you know we got all these off days, and then we can take advantage of it. And um, there were some cool things today that happened. Uh, you know, Waldo with one out, and JT for one out, and obviously Nate for two. Cash and back-to-back days from the bullpen. Um, that, that's not easy to do. But uh, tomorrow's an off day. Um, you know, we'll see what we do for Friday. But uh, you know, we won the series. You know, that's a pretty good team. And, you know, they've been the best <clears throat> team in baseball for, for like a month and a half. And to come here and play the way we did, it was it was cool. I think we had a good one in, uh, in Arizona. That was like the first road trip. It was a one nothing game. But um, credit to Christian, too, behind the play. We talk about it as a group you know, for him to to stick with the game plan from the get-go. You saw what BJ did. Um, you know, so he did a good job spinning the ball until... You know, whatever we didn't make plays and and just so on and so on. But uh, it was a, a great job by Dana and, and the group, the pitching group. You know, to put this together and uh, to get the W. Uh, from the beginning, from the beginning of the day, were you intending that you might use seven guys? Um, not really, but um, you know, Rays was coming up with men on, so we had to go to Waldy right away. And you know, some of the guys that pitched, they, they uh, I didn't want to push them too hard. And uh, you know, Darwin's and he was outstanding, and then JT, you know, comes in and help, helps him out. So I don't know, man. It's, 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 it doesn't look fun to manage these games, but it's fun. Just find a way, you know. And, uh, uh, we've been saying all along we we're in this position because we haven't played well, but um, uh, we'll see what we got the next uh, month and a half. Last two days, just for your bullpen, just collectively, how 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 have, pleased with you were they? I mean, we always talk about <clears throat> what the guys uh, uh, from the first inning to the sixth, they have to do their job. And uh, you know, yesterday, although it didn't look pretty because of what, you know, we didn't make plays on, on Chris, but he went deep enough. Uh, today, that was the plan with BJ. BJ did an outstanding job, regardless of how short the outing was, to keep it in check. And, uh, I mean, they know, they understand. And uh, I think they, they know that we're thinking the same way as far as managing the game and what we're going to try to do. So. Enjoy the off day and be ready for Friday. It felt like Xander took Monday as hard as, as anybody in the clubhouse. How happy were, were you for him? Today? I don't know if he took it the hardest, but, uh, you know, there's other people that took it hard too. But uh, he, he grinds, he, he plays, and it, people don't realize how big he is to play that position. Um, you know, 6'3", 220. Uh, you look at Francisco, you know, he's shorter and, and lighter and, and 
for him to show up every day and post every day, it's, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. You know, we gave him a day off uh, last week. Now they have one uh, tomorrow, but uh, I know he's grinding. He's grinding, but one thing for sure, he's not going to give up. You know, it was a tough series, supposedly. You know, he got two yesterday, two today. You know, that's, you know, I played for 13 years, and if that's grinding, I don't know. My, my, my career was probably awful because, of that, you know, like, I don't get it. But uh, he played well, and he, he's the leader. You know, he, we made a commitment early in the season with the guy, and you see what he's doing. Uh, on the field, in the clubhouse, and I'm very proud of him. Besides having a chance to reset the pitching, how do you hope, you know, with the off day tomorrow and the coming weeks with all the off days, how do you hope that's going to help the team? Uh, well, it helped us for this series. So we're going to stay being creative and, you know, <coughs> have that lead in, in, in the ninth and get 27 outs. We'll we'll find a way. How about you, thanks, Andrew. Enjoy that when they walked uh, Rafi there. I mean, tough at bat, too, you know, um, and uh, for him to... to and be patient enough after 0-2 and then get a good pitch ahead and drive it out of the ballpark. Um, I mean, that was good. We, we had some, some key at-bats throughout the series. You know, the one, people don't talk about the baskets of bad yesterday, although he was chasing pitches, but he was 11 pitches. And then that one, 0-2, and keep taking pitches, taking pitches. Even Mookie's a bat and, and, and leaning off that, in, that inning. So they were good, th- good things, you know. Um, I don't know if it was playoff atmosphere, but we, I mean, we were locked in for three days, so that was cool. Is Evaldi still in play for Sunday, potentially for Sunday? Well, I don't even know. I, I mean, uh, I'll enjoy the off day, and I know we got Rick on Friday, most likely Eduardo on Saturday, and then we'll decide what we do on Sunday. Yeah. Alex, how long can you use a bullpen this way? Uh, we're about to find out, honestly. You know, um, you know we, we put ourselves in a bad position, you know, but uh, we understand that we got a shot to, to make some ground, and the season is not over. we got a month and a half, and we haven't, we haven't been hot, you know, so... Uh, We'll, we'll figure out, you know, we got a, <clears throat> a lot of off days. September is coming too, so, you know, we just need people to get out and keep moving forward. Was there a point where you, you talked to the relievers as a group and said, hey, we're going to, you know, this is now. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. But they know. They understand. They, I mean, obviously Nate, you know, we stay in touch with him, what we're going to do and all that. And, uh, you know, Kastner, he knows what, what we need from him now. So, and work, you don't have to talk to him. Barnes, he knows. So, uh, the kids did a good job. They, they you know, um, Taylor and, and Hernandez. And I don't want to put too much pressure on them, but we need big ass from them, and, and they did tonight. All right, thanks to Alex Cora. The win Wednesday, by the way, went to Evaldi, the guy who was supposed to start the game in the first place. And a special shout-out to Josh Taylor, who pitched again and put up a zero again. He's actually appeared now in more games since the All-Star break than any other pitcher in baseball. Can we get a little bit of reinforcement action going for the bullpen? Maybe. Uh, Heath Hembry's still not close to a, a throwing program. He's still resting. Where's Ryan Brazier? He was demoted to AAA back on July 16th, and in eight appearances since then, one run allowed on six hits in eight innings, one walk, eight strikeouts. He is not back in the majors yet. Cora wants to see more quality pitches from him, though. Uh, he says the reports, the fastball location still... Lacking a little bit, but the, uh, the velocity is back at least. The slider should still be a good pitch for him. He's getting people out, and the box scores will tell you that. So maybe we see Ryan Brazier before too long. David Price, when are we going to see him? Uh, he's getting better, he says, but there's no timetable for a return at this point. So there's your update on that. Next up, you've got the low-flying Baltimore Orioles coming into Fenway. Not the worst team in baseball, by the way. The Tigers have them by a full two games. 
Last year, the Sox feasted on Baltimore. They went 16-3. and This year, uh, well, last time they played him, they almost got no hit by Asher Wojciechowski. You may be aware of Baltimore's pitching issues this year. They are real, and they are historic. The record for home runs allowed in one season is 258. These guys are on pace to have that banked around Labor Day. These guys could give up 358 if they really hustle. And, and as you may know, they've already allowed 13 just to Glaber Torres of the Yankees. Opponents' OPS against Baltimore is now 859. And I'm going to give you some players with career OPSs that were 858 or lower, okay? Ryan Howard, Wade Boggs, George Brett, Jeff Kent, Al Kaline, Jim Rice, Billy Williams, Tony Gwynn, and Reggie Jackson. So just to kind of put this in perspective, this year's Orioles pitchers, on average, they've got to face a lineup of those guys we just mentioned. I don't know who you'd hit cleanup. Maybe you'd hit uh, Gwynn leading off. You'd have Brett in the two-hole, get it to, to Wade Boggs third. I mean, you might have K-Line hitting ninth in that batting order. He's a Baltimore native, by the way, is Al K-Line, and also a battery. Al K-Line, that's right. Uh, the Orioles do have some decent hitters, of all things. Trey Mancini... 29 home runs. Yeah, he really does. Seems like half of them against the, the Red Sox this year. And I know that that can't be right because 29 is an odd number. Nobody hits 14 and a half home runs. But roll with me here. Renato Nunez, stolen from Oakland. He's got 26 home runs. Anthony Santander has 11 and only 59 games played. And his OPS, highest on the team, better than the likes of, oh, Michael Conforto, Matt Chapman. And would you believe Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper is 58th in the majors in OPS right now as the highest paid hitter in the business. But anyway, watch out for those guys we just mentioned, but go to town on that pitching staff. They've released Dan Straley, who had given up 22 homers in 47 innings. But David Hess has allowed 28 in 75 innings. Tom Eshelman, 11 home runs in 33 innings. The Orioles have already used 36 different pitchers, the most effective of whom arguably has been outfielder Stevie Wilkerson. He's been asked to mop up four times and has yet to walk a batter in six innings. 36 pitchers this year for Baltimore used already. 40 years ago, when the Orioles went to the World Series against the Pirates, they used 12 pitchers all year. And one of them was John Flynn, who pitched two innings. Another was Jeff Rainier, who gave them an inning and a third. So really, they used 10 pitchers all year, which is something we won't see in baseball again until the, the Jackie Robinson of robots breaks the human line, and, and we see artificial intelligence rotations and bullpens. And don't laugh. You don't think in our lifetimes there's not going to be a robot baseball league, the RBL? I'll, I'll fight you on that one. I mean, that's absolutely going to happen. I, I don't want to broadcast it. They'll get a robot to do that. But at any rate, the, the series will begin on Friday with Baltimore. Rick Porcello on the mound and facing the O's at Fenway back in April, you might remember he allowed the, uh, the Chris Davis base hit to snap the legendary 0 for 54 slump. And that's kind of how it's gone for Rick in that regard all year. He's got the worst ERA of any qualifying American League starter right now at 567. And in many ways, we've talked about this, uh, Rick Porcello is maybe a, an emblem of the 2019 Red Sox. Championship pedigree, he's being paid very nicely, $21 million a year, very impressive resume. And it's just not working for him. He's allowed five earned runs or more in six of his last nine starts, 8.3 ERA in that time. Friday's Baltimore starter will be Aaron Brooks, not the New Orleans Saints quarterback that preceded Drew Brees. 
That Aaron Brooks was a guy that starred at UVA, played a half dozen years in the NFL, last seen getting sacked nine times in a game by the Chargers as an Oakland Raider. By the way, what was always San Diego against Oakland in football starting next year is going to be L.A. against Vegas. So thank you, baseball, for not doing that nonsense. Although there are rumors that the Orioles might be sold and moved to Nashville someday. The Tennessee Orioles, I I am not ready for that. I'm ready for robot baseball. I do not want to see the the Tennessee Orioles. But anyway, baseball Aaron Brooks, 2-6, and 6.35. And that's like par on the Orioles pitching golf course this year. It's the first of a four-game wraparound series that the Sox would be wise to sweep. At the very least, everybody's on an uptick now. You lost that first game in Cleveland. You fall to eight and a half back, but you kind of swim your way back to shore with a thrilling Tuesday night win and a beatdown on Wednesday afternoon. Seven different pitchers getting it done. That's the podcast. We appreciate you listening very much. We'll take a little break and come back when the Orioles series is ongoing. And in the meantime, if you haven't yet downloaded every episode, if you're really bored, go ahead and do it. But probably easier to just subscribe wherever you do subscribe to your podcast like iTunes or what have you. Thanks for finding it. Thanks for listening all the way. This is Josh Lewin. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.